ओम वक्रतुंड महाकाय सूर्यकोटि समप्रभ निर्विघ्नम कुरमे देव सर्वकारेशु सर्वदा ओम भगवते श्री स्वामी नारायणाय नमः ओम श्री लक्ष्मी नारायणाय नमः ओम श्री नर नारायणाय नमः ओम श्री कृष्ण नारायणाय नमः ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो नारायणाय ओम नमो भगवते रुद्राय ओम नमो भगवते रुद्राय ओम नमो भगवते रुद्राय ओम नम शिवाय ओम नम शिवाय ओम नम शिवाय सर्वंगलमंगल्ये शिवे सर्वाधसाधिके शरण्यत्रंबके गौरीनारायणी नमोस्तुते या देवी सर्वभूतेशु महालक्ष्मीरूपेण संस्था नमस्तस्से 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 नमो नमः ओम श्री गुरुभ्यो नमः श्री गुरुस्तोत्रम् अखण्डमंगलाकारम् व्याप्तम् येन चराचरम् तत्पदम् दर्शितम् येन तस्मे श्री गुरुवे नमः अग्न्यानतिमिरांदस्य ग्न्यानांजनशलाकया चक्षुरुम् मिलितम् येन तस्मे श्री गुरुवे नमः ओम श्री गुरुभ्यो नमः श्री सद्गुरुभ्यो नमो नमः Welcome to Daily Satsang. This is Sachin. I want to welcome you again in our contemplation on the Atma. What is the Atma? It is, it is uh, as we have stated before, it is our essential nature. This is the discovery of the Rishis. It is the non-verbal answer to the question, Who am I? The answer to the question, Who am I? is not a verbal answer. It is a realization. It is an intuitive, internal, subjective, first-person realization that I am the Atman. I am this consciousness. Again, Sachin is using language, words. The scriptures also use language and words. But the language and the words are just indicators of the actual reality. This is true with everything in life. In, in every aspect of life, we are concerned with the actual reality and not simply the concepts. So along those lines, we have been meditating on multiple scriptures, um, Vivek Chudamani, Bhagavad Gita, Pratyabhigna Rudayam from the Kashmiri Shaivism tradition, the Sri Vachanamrut from the Swaminarayan Sampradaya, which is my um, more in-depth study, but these other scriptures also. And then many other related ideas from psychology and, and other traditions, other places. So we try to try to pull these thoughts together. Uh, and I've been going through the verses of the Vivek Chudamani because that is a good foundation for us to connect the other scriptures also. So along those lines, let's take a look today at the verse number 12. So in verse number 12, the actual translation is as follows. The fear and sorrow created by the delusory serpent in the rope can be ended only after fully ascertaining the truth of the rope through steady and balanced thinking. This is a common example, very famous example of the snake, um, the rope and the snake. So, so what is this particular analogy? If you are, you go into a room, let's say, the light is off, you step on, on a rope, but you think it's a snake. So you start shouting, oh, it's a snake, there's a snake, there's a snake. Because you, you know, you're, you're not wearing shoes and, uh, and, and it feels like a snake. You cannot see what it really is. So you have misapprehended what it is. So this is misapprehension. In Vedanta, particularly Advaita Vedanta, there is a fundamental concept of misapprehension. That, that it is an analogy. 
we are seeing this world of names and forms. But the world of names and forms is a misapprehension of the Brahman. See this point. For example, I have a lime in my hand. L-I-M-E. This is a small, you know, it's not a lemon, but it's a lime, right? It's a green colored, beautiful lime. So, when I hold this, I can touch it, I can see it, I can feel it. But how can this be God? I mentioned this last time. I, I think I, yesterday I held up something else. So, how can this object that we see, is this God? Well, as per Vedanta, yes. Every object is nothing but the Brahman. It's like the movie screen. If you have, if you see the, if you're sitting in the movie theater, every everything you perceive is actually on that screen, on that white screen. In so, in one sense, there is no real difference between the white screen and that movie. In one sense. But the movie can be changed. It can be turned off, but the screen still remains. Similarly, this object that I'm holding, the lime I'm holding, is a reflection of Brahman. It is a reflection. It is, and to recognize that it is existing on the substratum of Brahman is to see the Akshara Brahma that is holding this object. I hope that point is clear. You know, it's a tricky thing to grasp a little bit because in one sense, there's, there's a form. The form I can see, but the form I'm perceiving through my eyes, through my, I'm seeing the beautiful green color, color through my eyes. If I open the peel, I can get the juice out of it and I can drink it and taste it and I'll have more experience. I can put it on in different uh, dishes and give nice flavoring. So many things. This is all part of the experience of Prakruti. Now, what, what, is, what is the Atma in relation, in relation to this object outside? The Atma is the Drashta. This is the Drushe. Drushe means that which is seen. The Drashta is who? That which is seeing. And then there is the process of seeing. The third point. Right? process of experiencing. So along those lines, that's some of the background. Now along those lines, verse number 12, Adi Shankarajariji is, uh, is uh, uh, encouraging us to remain very steady and have balanced thinking. Balanced thinking in terms of what? You know, so, this is, so the word here is samyag vichar I'm see if I can pronounce this correctly. Samyagya vicharataha. Samyagya, samyagya, samyagya vicharataha. I'm not pronouncing it right. Hold on one second here. Samyagvi, samyagvi charataha. Samyagvi charataha. See, this is samyagvi. This is gvi. See this here over Samyagvi charataha. Samyagvichar. Samyagvichar. That's what it means. Samyagvi charataha. That's the first word. This is a very important, as I said yesterday, every word in Vivek Chudamani is only Amrutam. Now, let's go into this one word. We have so many thoughts. We have so many things we think about. What do we think about? We think about the objects of, of the world. Let's be clear. 
in Vachanamrut, Bhagwan Swaminarayan, he mentioned something very relevant, very psychological and very spiritual also. He said that while we are living in this physical body, we cannot live without some interaction with the objects of the senses. Cannot live without it. It's impossible. Unless you go into samadhi, then, then the world disappears. Nirvikalpa samadhi. Other than that, you are going to experience the world and for even for one kshan, for one microsecond, you cannot live without experience. Now, the experiences of the world are going to be there. They are part of the process of prakriti. They are not to be just shut out. They are there. So what do we do with the experiences of the world? We move into, as Shankaracharya Ji is saying here, samyag vicharata. Samyag vicharata means what? Vichar. Vichar is thought. But vichar doesn't mean just thought. It means to probe, to see, to think clearly. And samya, samya, samya means what? The balancing and steadiness. Now there's three, three points here. Internally within our system, we have so many different types of feelings, emotions, thoughts. As I mentioned many times in the EPE program, thoughts, emotions, memories, desire, and energy. The five things are universal to everybody, all human beings. Our goal is to bring balancing, equilibrium, steadiness, and harmony to this entire internal world. That is known as vicharata. He is saying, he is using the word vichar, but we can elaborate, to elaborate that word to mean thought, emotion, memory, desire, and energy. All five are there. It's not just some abstract thinking. No, it doesn't work like that. We have thoughts, but there's always some emotion with it. Sometimes we have strong emotion. We don't know where our mind is going even, but there's thought with that. Sometimes there's memory that comes up from the past. Something comes up and, and then we are in, into it. So we need to balance the five. The program that I have created, the Energy and Personal Excellence program, is, all, is, is just a practical application of these scriptures. That's all. It's not something that is sectarian or anything like that. It's for the whole of humanity. Whole of humanity needs this teaching. The teaching is one thing, but to realize its glory is another matter. Now, Shankaracharyaji is asking us to balance and harmonize our thoughts through samyak uh, vicharataha, the steadiness. And when we do that, why is he asking us to do that? So that the delusion that is created inside the mind by the misapprehension of the world ends. I see that this is a lemon. I see that this is a lime. But if... But Yes, at the relative level, I can say this is a lime in the relative, it's called vivarika, at the vivarika level. We are able to move in the world of names and forms. But to not be attached to them and to realize that that is the Paramatma sitting inside all of these names and forms, then that such activity with this type of steady balancing, that becomes lila. That is lila. That's why he says, Sri Krishna Bhagwan ki ras lila. Bhagwan jo karte hai, wo sab lila hai. We, don't, we never say, Bhagwan Ram ne karma kiya. Bhagwan Krishna ne karma kiya. Or Jesus ne karma kiya. We don't say like that. We say, wo jo avatar ho gaye, 
वो सब लीला करते तो वट इज द मीनिंग ऑफ लीला दैट स्टेज वी कैन ऑल्सो रियलाइज वन वी आर एबल टू इंटरेक्ट विद द होल रियालिटी द होल संसार एवरीथिंग विथ द विथ वट विथ द रियलाइजेशन दैट द संसार इज अ रिफ्लेक्शन द ब्रह्मन द एक्चुअल परमात्मा इज प्रेजेंट एवरीवेयर एंड देर इज ट्रमेंडस स्टडीनेस ग्रेट contemplation on the brahman so much balancing in in intense harmony when all of that is there any action performed as we mentioned in the previous verses those are non binding actions and that activity is leela and it is divine sri krishna is talking about himself in the gita he says janma karma chame divyam evam yo veti tatvatah त्यक्वादेहम पुनर्जन्म नैति मामेति सोर्जुन मीन्स दैट ही इज टेलिंग अर्जुन दैट यू आर सीइंग मी बट यू यू हैव टू सी मी एज आई रियली एम दैट माय एवरी एक्शन माय मैनिफेस्टेशन द जन्म इन दिस वर्ल्ड एवरी कर्म दैट आई डू जन्म कर्म च मे दिव्यम इट इज डिवाइन एक एवरी सिंगल एक्शन इज डिवाइन एंड ही एंड ही इज टेलिंग अर्जुन दिस सो दैट अर्जुन कैन रीच दैट स्टेज arjuna is a nimitta this is for the whole of humanity so we can also reach that stage where our life our manifestation here we can change our understanding that this was not just due to the causal body yes causal body is there but now we are evolved into the divinity every action we perform is divine do we think that way you know in swami narayan sampradaya i'll give you some simple example during the time of maharaj sajanand swami maharaj there were so many devotees and many female devotees were there also they were so enraptured by sajanand swami just like how you had you know ramkrishna paramahans people were devoted to him and 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 and, and different uh, sages people get sometimes very drawn to them right so at the time of maharaj uh, at the time of sajanand swami maharaj various individuals who did not even have much education n- n- never re- opened a scripture in their in their life even they were so touched by the divinity they were awakened to such an extent that they reached this stage i'm telling you they reached that stage where they said that anybody who sees me will get moksha itni khumari honi chahiye adhyatma mein in in the in the in the there's a bhajan maru darshan kar se te tar se means of whoever sees me this is not an egotistical statement me doesn't mean that egotistical me it means the god inside the person is evolved to that level so that kind of intense intense confidence but it see the, this is this word is also too small this word confidence self esteem self worth is a bahut low level ke shabd hai that are used in psych- psychology is nowhere near any of this thing the, these words are infantile compared to what is in the scriptures you know it is this statement that one who sees me will get moksha my god have you ever has have we ever gone into any place in this world maybe in, into the mall or maybe into the park or maybe in with the family members go anywhere with that feeling that if whoever sees me will get moksha try it practical application even if we hold this thought vicharatah if we hold this thought that 
anybody who sees me, the Paramatma is within me. If we hold that internally, we ourselves will be transformed right away. It is a one-step enlightenment. It's a one-step, and you don't need, there's no second step also. There's only the one step. The one-step enlightenment is where all of the gurus are within us, and we proclaim that anybody who sees me in any situation, and if they see me or they don't see me, anything that interacts with me, any bird, any animal, any, any insect, anything, is going to be liberated because the Paramatma is actually within me. Akhanda Dharak. In Swaminarayan Sampradaya, there is a commonly used word for the enlightened sages, and that is called Akhanda Dharak. Bhagwana Akhanda Dharak Sadhu. Please remember when I use the word sadhu and say it doesn't mean orange, yellow, blue, green, white clothes. It's not by clothes. It is the state of realization where you're holding God. Now, what does that mean to hold God? Hold the truth inside. Get rid of that feeling of being afraid of the sansar. Oh, this is a snake. This is a snake. This is a snake. No, no, no. When we are living in this consciousness that Shiva is everywhere, Vishnu is everywhere, Ganesha is everywhere, Christ is everywhere, Swaminarayan is everywhere, our Guru is everywhere, go to universality. Get out of sectarianism and limited thinking. And when we do that, that is exactly what Adi Shankaracharya Ji, he's putting all of everything Sachin has stated right now, everything, and even much more which I have not stated, is in this one word only, Samyag, uh, uh, samyag Vicharataha. Samyag Vicharataha. In that one word, it means complete realization, the, the entire internal internal mechanism of the mind is resonating with the Brahman. That is where that those ladies in the in the in the in 250 years back they said Maru Darshan who sees me will get liberated. It's a complete resonance. And in that resonance we are still interacting with the world as we usually do. But there is something very special going on in that interaction. It is a blessing for the world. You know, we are always saying, may God bless the world. That's fine. Beautiful. That's a tremendous bhavana. And that should, has to be there. Have we ever said, I'm going to bless the world? See, the problem in using the word I, the ego gets involved. But that doesn't mean it has to get involved. No, you can say there is blessing. You don't have to use the word I. We can say that there is blessing coming through the body and the mind for the world. There is actually a book written by J. Krishnamurti called uh, Krishnamurti's Notebook. It is, it is, it is his the most extraordinary uh, set of musings that, that he wrote in, in his own hand. In that entire book, not one time has, is the word I used. Not one time even. And I have read that book multiple times to try to understand the depth of his teachings and all. Can you imagine what that is like to not be in that limited egocentric space? That is the whole point here. And when we are in, not in that egocentric space, look at the next word, Siddha. That means you are able to reach that stage of attainment. 
where you can ascertain the the truth that the Brahman is everywhere, the vast infinite reality is everywhere, that God is present everywhere. See, Raju Tattva Avadharana. Raju Tattva Avadharana means what? You ascertain that the rope is there. The rope is what? That is the God actually. Ishavasyam idam sarvam. So for example, you, you may remember in many temples, these, these limes that I'm holding in my hand, you know, I'll try to bring a fruit every day, some different fruit. You know, that'll, be fu- that'll be fun first. It'll sh- show and tell. <laughs> you know, so this lime, we, have, we, we make this, uh, this garland of these limes, you know, to, 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 to place at the, at the uh, neck of the goddess. Isn't it so? You see, in so, particularly in, uh, in South Indian temples, we, we see in North also, they offer some flowers and, 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 and other, and pushpa and all that. But particularly, I have noticed in the temples of the South, there's a lot of emphasis on, on using these limes. It's a garland of lime. Why, why is that? What is the reason behind that? Well, it is a reminder to us that the lime has a potent experience, isn't it so? If you cut this open and you, and you start, if you put two or three drops in your tongue, you get a strong experience. What is it symbolizing? It is teaching us that when we are connected with the Prakriti through the goddess worship, Devi worship, our experiences in the sansara get enhanced. That is why the lime is there. People may not know that actually. They might know. Yes, of course, as a bhakti bhav. But there's a reason why the rishis selected different fruits. Actually, you can select any fruit. doesn't matter. But there is some, some um, very practical and spiritual reason behind it. The practical and spiritual reason at one level is that the experiences of prakriti, we can fully enhance them by getting our state getting ourselves into a very beautiful balanced and mindful state and our experiences get enhanced so when the lime is there see the next teaching do we eat the whole lime no we may have we'll cut into four or five pieces put a little bit of the juice on some food that we've made how many people do you know are going to cut this lime and eat the whole lime have you ever seen anybody do that no. What does it mean? It means that the experiences of Prakriti, once we have learned the art of interacting with those experiences of Prakriti, where we can recognize it, the glory of each experience, the potency of each experience, and see it in its entirety, without trying to expand it and without rejecting it, that is a lime-like experience. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, okay, I have another thing here. This is a V8 can, small V8 can. Now, you might notice something. I don't know if you've ever drank V8 or not. But if you're really thirsty and you drink this really fast, you will, not, you will fi- find the very little taste comes from it. But if you put a little bit in your mouth and you just hold it in your mouth for two seconds and then slowly swallow it, maximum experience of the, of the juice comes. That 
is what the Lyme is teaching us. It's teaching us to slow down and, and allow the experiences of Prakriti to give you that fullness with a limited quantity. So then there isn't running after blindly the experiences of Prakriti. There is the respect, adoration, glory, and the best use of Prakriti, of what, is, of the, of what, of what Prakriti is giving us. So that when we use a limited amount with the maximum experience coming from the limited amount, we are benefiting our body, benefiting our mind, benefiting our society, benefiting the planet, benefiting everything. All of that can be learned just from this line. That is why the garland of limes is there. One reason. Next reason. This is actually an uh, analogy given in Vachanamrut, Bhagwan Swami Narayan. So he has given this analogy that if an individual takes this lime or lemon, cuts it and starts chewing on it, eventually the teeth and everything will become very acidified. And, they, and then if, you, if somebody does that too much, even chewing rice and just simple things becomes very hard. It becomes painful. So he's given an example. This is an analogy. That in the stage of spiritual evolution, a point comes where our mental mechanisms of the Antakarana become like that individual who has chewed a lot of lime or lemon, then the mind is not even capable of getting attached to ignorance in the material world. Because there is, it's called Mahatma Rupi Khatai Chadayanu. That's what Vachanamrutha is there. That when you have so much glory of the Paramatma and of great sages in your mind, so much glory, ye jo sansar ka jo sukh hai, we experience it to some very limited extent and, and the possibility of even getting attached to it is gone. In fact, the whole of Mahamaya serves the great sage. Lakshmi ji mara santani dasire. Narasiya Mehta said this, one of the great Gujarat uh, poets, that the, all the gods and goddesses will stand with their hands folded in front of you, once you, once the individual is so evolved, where from the inside out, the desires for the sansar have vanished. Not through through suppression, not through negativity, not through any kind of kind of reaction. It is through, as Shankaracharya is saying here, Raju Tattva Avadharana. You realize that the Brahman is everywhere. The whole of Prakriti is ready to bow down to you. Bow down, meaning what? It, it, is, it is there to serve. In fact, Maya is never the problem. We are the problem because we, have, we do not know 
through the proper understanding and wisdom how to use our body, mind, or, and, and, and to see the world as a means for realization. Because we don't know that. We are trapped in that, what is called snakehood. Ropehood, snakehood. Ropehood is, is a snakehood. We are always afraid. Afraid of everything. Because we, we see that this world of names and forms, we're, we're frightened by it. But the grace of the gurus is such. Mahapurusha, Mahapurusha Samshraya. The grace of the sages is such that they make us fearless. Abhayam. You see that all of the gods and goddesses in the Hindu temple, Hindu temples, they are always giving ashirvad like this, you see, with the right hand. Sometimes with the left hand, but usually with the right hand. What is, what is this? This is a mudra, like this, right-handed mudra. It means what? Ashirvad, it means fearlessness. Do not be afraid. In fact, resonate with that sense that I am totally enlightened. There's nothing that is going to touch me. And when we do the sadhana, bhajan, bhakti, mantra sadhana, so many sadhanas, that is done for to ask for protection in the prakriti. It is going to be there. And the wisdom comes, the situation, the whole of reality is revolving around us. It changes for the Atma so that the Jiva Atma can gain that Yoga Kshema Vaham Vyaham. Bhagavan Sri Krishna is saying that I will give you the opportunity, the contact, the Sangha, the scriptures, the time, the, the space, everything you need so you can realize God. If the moment anybody, any human being in this world decides that I want to realize God and that decision is firm, everything begins to change around that person. Bhagwan himself takes care of that devotee. Nobody has to, that devotee doesn't have to worry about anybody. There are countless examples. We can experiment with this. We can try it. Try it for one week. Say that I want to realize God completely. Come what may. Uh, or prathana, uh, with that prathana, with that intention, continuously do stay in sadhana. And continuously do this manan chintan and all these things. And, and when that happens, automatically the prakriti around changes so that the jivatma can become a muktatma, can become a liberated soul by the grace of God. God provides everything and takes away many things also, but provides what is needed so you can realize that final truth. That is the experimental realization. It's an experiment. Spirituality is an experiment. Sachin is saying this. This is not Sachin is not simply saying this is my experience also. This is true. But you have to find out for yourself. Now again, obviously, you know, people will say, well, how come God doesn't bless everybody? And it's not like that. It requires much more realization. The point here is that we need to see the same world in a different light. Let me give one more analogy, then we'll stop here for today. We all know that the deer that run towards the mirage, we know about that, right? That's a very famous murukjal. It's called the murukhtrushna kete. They, uh, many times the sansar is described like this. People are running behind this mirage, illusory sansar. But I, what's interesting is that assume for a moment that the deer realize that what they're seeing, that mirage, is not water. It looks like water. Is their thirst real? Yes. That thirst is what? Thirst for God. But what are we? But they're seeing. It looks like water, so they keep running, running, running. But the running stops, and it doesn't actually happen in their case. But just assume for a moment, 
if the knowledge came, the wisdom came, that that's not water. Ye jo sansar dikta hai, it is, it is just a reflection like that Mrugjar. You're running towards the reflection. What you're looking for is the Brahman, the nectarine bliss. So when the running stops, if the deer stop running towards the mirage, they don't stop seeing that reflection. They still see it as they were seeing before, but they're now seeing with awakened eyes. So they are steady. They stop running towards that because they realize that is not where I'm going to find the water. Similarly, the mumukshu, the one who's desiring liberation, his eye, his or her eyes open further. When they're running towards the sansara, is stopped. The sansara is their activities goes on, it's okay. But there's a realization that I'm not going to find the fountain of pure joy just by running in the sansar further and further. So, so they stop running in the sansar. They still, they take what they need from the sansar. That's all, as, as needed. But just because the deer have stopped running, hypothetically, let's say they stopped running, that doesn't mean that they found water yet. 50% of the solution in spirituality is to realize that the continuous running after the objects and, 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 and the experiences of the sansar, that that stops. Because, not because of suppression, because of jnana, wisdom. But even if you stop running after the sansar, then what? This is a big problem. In practical life and spirituality, people that are sometimes sitting in ashrams or they're in their homes also, they have cut themselves off from so many things. They said they have vairagya, whatever, they might have it. But now what? Where is that water that you're looking for? Just because you stop running after the, that illusory water doesn't mean you found the real water. So the actual search for the actual water begins. That means one has to recognize the actual water. One has to search for the actual water. One has to, one has to actually taste the water and recognize that this is actually satisfying me. That is the whole point of the enlightened sage of the Sadhgurus, then the scriptures, that once we begin to taste and experience, taste doesn't mean physical taste, it's an internal rasa. Raso vaisa, Bhagwan ka ek naam hai, raso vaisa. Oh, rasse bharpur hai paramatma. And once we get a glimpse of that rasa, like Mirabai, like Tulsidas ji, like Ramakrishna Paramans, like Muktanand Swami, Premanand Swami, Gunatitanand Swami, Gopalanand Swami, like Vivekanand Swami, like Jesus and his disciples. Once you get, or, or, or like Guru Nanak and many who have come after him, like the Alvars of the, in the south, the great Vaishnavas in the south, the, the great Vaishnavas in, the, in Maharashtra, the, the Nath Sampradaya, the, the, that's actually the uh, Shaiva Sampradaya, the Varkari Sampradaya. Anybody gets a, even a glimpse of that taste, oh my God. Once you get a glimpse of the taste, come back to the lime. Yes, sansar, it becomes like the lime. You cannot eat the whole lime. You will just put a few drops here and there. Amazing, amazing things are there, folks. Where to begin, where to end. There is no end. My, my, 
prayers to all the incarnations of the, of the Lord, prayers to all the great sages who have come in the past, who are here today, who are going to come still, and specifically the prayers to the Lord Ishvara Sarvabhutanam, who is residing in the heart of every being, may our attention and, and our wisdom come. That is a blessing that we can have our divine vision Divine vision opens up to see the Paramatma, Ishavasam, Idam Sarvam, in every situation, within every human being, without any kind of division. And that pure and infinite joy, be, we, we are basking in, in Ananda, Ananda, Ananda. That is our Prarthana for today. Okay, so let's stop here.